Talk Recorded live. Peace and love, everybody. Thank you for chiming in. This is Queen of Fee, the founder of Domestic Violence with Mini Takes Organization. I am here tonight on the abuser side education where we are getting educated on the abuser side as it pertains to domestic violence. And we just had, you know, before we took the air, we was having a very good education here, very good setting, very good dialogue going on here. And, you know, of course, I'm a victim of domestic violence as well as an abuser. And so I feel like it's very important that we begin to talk to abusers, educate on their side, get to know those behaviors, those characteristics, get to know the warning signs of an abusive personality. And that that is, of course, what we do in the classroom for the abuser side education. Um, the question that I posed tonight for, for, for the class is, what are abusers looking for uh, in that woman or in that man, in that teen, in that potential victim? Now, remember, your, your abusers can be women, they can be men, they can be men, they can be teen, girl or boy, okay? So we have all type of uh, abusers that can take that platform and... Um, you know, um, pick have that behavior, have that behavior, have the have the more aggressive behavior or the narcissistic behavior. Um, so, my answer to that, and I, and I threw some things out there, and I know we're going to have um, those of us who want to speak out, open the lines in just a second in the classroom. But we, this is an anonymous call, so you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. You can just listen in, take your notes, whatever. If you're a victim, or if you're a victim. Don't take no notes because you don't want the abuser to know that you're getting help, okay? We don't want the abuser to know nothing about you being on this call getting help because it can get you killed, okay? It can get you beat very badly, so we don't want that. Everything that we do, we want to do it in secret with victims. Everything that we do, we must do it in secret in victims. And let me hold right there in the classroom for a second on our question tonight. You know, I'm thinking about, some um, moving companies that was posted on my Facebook wall. These were moving companies that were moving domestic violence victims out of the household. They posted that on my wall, on my Facebook wall. I immediately took that off of my wall because my audience is anonymous. I don't play because I'm an abuser, so I don't play when it comes to putting information out there in ways that victims can get away. I'm not a fan of that. Everything that I do is in secret with, with victims and abusers because it's dangerous. And, 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 and frankly, I think, you know, we can get a better solution. We can get some victims that, that leave in our lives, you know, as opposed to seeing that stuff on my wall and, you know, thinking that, you know, I'm a fan of this and, you know, I'm, my victims follow me anonymous. My abusers follow me not anonymous, so they see this stuff on my Facebook wall, and, and they're looking like, what? You know, it's completely unbeknownst to them because that's not how I um, educate. So it's, it's dangerous. It really is dangerous. We shouldn't tell victims to leave. I, I want to stress that in the classroom tonight. Everything that we do, every resource that you give to the victim, everything that you do, you give it to them in secret. You need to ask them, look, will your abuser try to kill you? or hurt you badly if I give you this information, if, if, if your abuser sees that you have this information or know that you're going somewhere to get help, you know, 
I ask my victims that all the time because we, we're not playing no games here because I know the severity of it. Now, back to the question at hand. The question at hand tonight is, drum roll, da, 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 what are abusers looking for in that potential victim? And I must say, as an abuser, and although I'm a woman abuser, it still can be a man abuser, we still have the same behavior. The behavior is still the same. The behavior never changes. It's the person who changes. It's never the behavior that changes. All abusers in, intimidate, dictate, control, manipulate, ego, ego. you know, they get the ego trip all day. So as a woman, um, I'm looking for, you know, I'm, I might be looking for style at night. I might be looking for style at night. I might be looking for, uh, um, you know, a nice haircut that night. I might be looking for the shoes that night. And I also want to have a conversation. So I'm looking to have a conversation with whoever my potential abuser, I'm, I'm sorry, whoever my potential victim is going to be. So I want to immediately, you know, approach this person, sit down with this person, you know, pull them all to the side, kind of get and feel you know, um, if they're going to say specific things that I need them to say to know that I can get in in control, okay? So what are some of the specific things that I'm listening for when I get that when I get that potential victim talking? I'm looking for if they got a relationship, how their family background is. I'm looking for, you know, if they got children. I'm looking for um, if, if this abuser has a, I'm sorry, if this victim has a job. I'm looking for um, to try to get as deep as I need to get in terms of how much control and or what I could use this potential victim for, right? Because one abuser has at least probably five five victims underneath our belt anyway. So if we can't get one out of one victim, we'll go to the next one and get what we need from that victim. We'll go to the next one and get what we need from that victim. Now, mind you, this is a job. We tormenting everybody who's getting out of control. Like, how do we work a nine-to-five? You know, how do we feel? How do we become doctors and lawyers and, 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 and police? And how do we become all these things and we control and find people? Probably all at one time, you know, or if not, maybe on a two-week, three-week basis, we got another victim. Victims are not hard to get at all. Do you hear me? I can go right now to the club or to the church or to the corner store and and potentially get me a victim. That is how clever the abuser is. So you got to be careful of when you're sitting down on your little meet and greet, who you're talking to on the other side, how much information do you relate to that person on the other side, because this is where it all starts. This is, this is where it all starts. Now, of course, we're talking intimate partner, and when we talk about family domestic violence, you know, we're automatically in control, you know, as a, as the parent, as that guardian or what have you, we're already in control. So it's nothing to manipulate and brainwash the mind of the child. It's nothing to do that, nothing to do. It takes a little bit more work for me to do it um, with a grown man. It's going to take a little bit more work for me to do it, but there will still be some things that will be lacking in his life. There will be things for a man abuse that will be lacking in that woman's life that that man abuser is able to chime right in 
and pull more out about that. So you, so you say, why don't you have a relationship with your mother? You know, and then she goes into this, that, and the third about how she don't like her mother, how they never had a relationship, and her mother was in abusive relationships, and, you know, her auntie's in abusive relationships, her mother, she just go on and on because we make you feel comfortable enough to tell us all that so we can get in and be your mother. You see what I mean? So we can get in and be your auntie, so we can get in and fill that void. So you don't like your mother, you know, hmm, okay, well, well, maybe I could be your mother, you know, and, you know, and, and, and critique some things. And the abuser critiques the behavior in order to play on that victim, what we say, false spot, you know. So you're going to get some, I'm sorry, I apologize. You know, you may get flowers. You may get the candy. You may get a new watch. You may get a new shoe. You may get a, di- a dinner date, you know, but all of that is to make sure that we keep our victim in place so that that victim does not get out of control and handle, um, gets too smart, educated, like we're doing here tonight. The victim gets too educated that they'll begin to, you know, stray away from the relationship or pull away from the relationship and they'll try to re- try to leave the relationship. And that's why um, it's a trophy for the abuser to be able to take a grown person who's lacking whatever and, and, and be able to control them under the sound of your voice. It's a trophy for the abuser to be able to do that, whether you're a woman or a man, you know, and, and you, 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 some of us, you know, we get with our homies or whatever. We say, look, he ain't going to do nothing unless I tell him to do it. Like, he's going to answer his phone on the first ring. She's going to answer her phone on the first ring. Like, the phone does not ring past two times. That's, that's how controlling we can be, you know, as the abuser. So um, we're going to take a moment and open up the lines and see who has a question. It looks like somebody has a question here. Um, but whoever wants to, you know, reach out and have a question, let's go ahead and do that now in the classroom. I'm sorry. Peace love. Who has a question or comment? Hey, how are you? All right. How about yourself? Pretty good. I'm riding my bike right now. All right. <laughs> So, so you I'm have on a question cell phone. Or comment about the abuser side? Yes. What's your I do. Uh huh. Well, I have a question. How do you know a, a lot about being, you know, victimizing? How do you know how to how to be how to victimize so well? The mm-hmm. other question would be, um, like, I I guess. Well, you can start with that. Okay. And then I'll address your your original question. Okay. So how do I know how to victimize so well? Um, initially, in my case, being the woman. Oh, can you mute me out until you finish? Okay, sure. Um, initially, my um, in my case, how do you know how to victimize so well? Is the question. Um, you get better with time. You know, um, the more victims you have, the better you get. The more you learn how to critique the to buy. The more you learn how to critique your behavior according to whatever that victim lacking may be. Um, and so 
you know, that's the process of it all. It may start off a little dreary, but the more victims that you get, the more you see that you can control this person and don't have to put your hands on them. Like, that's really, really a big one. Like, that that takes your ego way up because you can control somebody and don't even have to touch them just with your mouth, you know. And so that's one way that, you know, you learn how to victimize. Of course, again, starting back in the household, for those of us who grew up in the household and we see that this type of behavior is happening, of course, we pick it up there and then we get into our own relationships and stuff and we learn how to be either or. Victim behavior comes out more prevalent or the abuser's behavior comes out more prevalent. Let me take him again. Okay, you got a follow-up question? Hen, Hen's name is Jeremiah. I'm Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah, you have a follow-up question? I'm from Northern California. Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, it's it's regarding your question. You asked the question. I don't have a question. I've got the answer. The answer okay. you're looking for. You said, what do what do abusers look for? Well, yes, abuser the question of the night. Is the, yeah, it's the same thing as a victimizer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So my my thing is, is I believe that 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 one of the main characteristics of a victim, right, would be ignorance. Mm-hmm. If you if there's something that they can see that you have a need for to fulfill, you know, like this is they, last they, they're gonna try and sorry, they're gonna try and uh, uh, feel that need, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and and. In a very fit way, too. It's the mm-hmm. fittest. Yeah. The fittest so way. It, so you say ignorance? <laughs> huh? Say yeah, ignorance it's ignorance. Yeah, I think so. They look okay. for ignorance because, I mean, you know why I say that? It's because I don't want to make it seem like, you know, like just like doing my thing is, is, is wrong. You know, like like I'm just doing my thing, and he's look he's making me out to be a victim. I have this need in my family that doesn't make me ignorant, mm-hmm. but what does is my my not paying attention to the fact that a person, another human being, has the capability, right, to, to right. try and find qualities in you, right, that where, where that will and then suck up like a vampire your energy to get what they want. That's uh-huh. the fit. The fittest abuser. That was my ex-wife's name. Fit abuser. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So well, I am riding my bike. Take, go ahead. Okay, Christopher Bond, you on the line. Peace and love. Chris Bond? Yes, ma'am. Peace and love. Thank you for calling in tonight. So you heard part of what was said here tonight. The question in the classroom tonight, Chris, is, and Chris is the co-host of the Abuser Side Education tonight, y'all. He is the person who is the ex-abuser of females. I am the ex-abuser of male re- in male relationships. Um, but the question is, you heard the classroom question of the night is, what do abusers look for in that potential victim? So what you think is, Chris, in terms of from the woman's perspective, what is that male abuser looking for? Uh, well, I can speak from my experience to tell you he's looking for 
maybe a female with not so much self-esteem. So I can say you're beautiful ten times, and you'll just melt because you never had nobody to call you beautiful before. Or somebody with not a strong father figure and a lot of male figures in their life because now they don't have an example of what a man is supposed to do. So if you can convince them that this is what a manhood is all about and this is how men treat women, you got yourself a catch. Um, you know, everything surrounds something that is either physical or something that is established before we met, like self-esteem. You know, if her self-esteem is good, there's nothing I can do to make you feel bad. But if your self-esteem is bad, and I tell you how good you look and all, you're so pretty, you do this better than anybody I had done, you're going to want to do it over and over again. You're going to want to constantly please me. And then when the abuser side of me comes out, you're going to begin to overlook it and be like, well, he only hit me one time. You know, you're going to justify the behavior and make excuses for the guy. And really what you're doing is justify the actions of a loser. You know, this Okay, Chris, so that was a good that was a good good response. So you said low self esteem or you said, you know, maybe that victim that's lacking that father, you know, role in their life. But my question to that or follow up or back up or whatever you want to call it question is so what if they do have a father? You know, or what if they do have that male presence in their life but they still you know what I mean? Because you got some victims who say, oh, I didn't grow up in a household. There's some victims that say, I didn't grow up in a household like that. I didn't never expect to be a victim, but I was. You know, so what do we say for that potential, you know, abuser? How did that abuser get that victim? The one who didn't grow up or, or may have had a household with the male present was prevalent. That individual ignored the warning signs of an abusive personality. That individual just wasn't educated on the topic, which is not hard to do because the schools don't talk about it. Uh, cartoons don't talk about it. Cartoons talk about everything, not use the drugs. My kids get on me so bad because the cartoons say you shouldn't smoke cigarettes, but nobody talks about domestic violence. So it's easy not to be educated on a topic and therefore easier to make you susceptible to get caught up in a situation. Hey, can I comment on that? Sure. Yeah. How you doing, Coin? It's Mel. Hey, um, peace and love. Peace and love. Um, I want to say if somebody don't know that they're around an abuser, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's certain. What I'm saying is, it's certain signs you gotta look for for abusers because that person been abused. It's like a chain. That person been abused, the person before them been abused, and it goes all the way down the line. Somebody got to break the chain somewhere so the next person won't be affected by it. That's what I went through. You know what I'm saying? I broke the chain because I've been abused before, and my abuser's still walking. 
I'm pretty sure that they've been abused before. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a chain reaction in my situation. And I'm pretty sure there's other people out there like that too. You know, I agree with what the brother just said. You know, it's amazing, though, because females will be around a guy that's an abuser, and he'll explain in a way, oh, I had a bad day at work, and they'll let it go. But you've got to know something's not right about what you're going through. You know, um, but, you know, they tend to hang out and uh, accept the narcissist excuses, you know, the, the, oh, man, you know, and that's the topic. It's hard to reach out to a friend, you know, I don't know. I got true friends, and I know a true friend, and if I was getting beat up by a female, I can go to my male or female friends and say, I'm getting beat up by a female. I need some help. And I know that they're not going to ridicule me, talk about me behind my back. They're going to put together a plan to help. Now, in 10 years, we might sit back and laugh about it. But initially, it's going to be like, we got to save our boy Chris. You know, there might be some disconnect. But nonetheless, it is what it is. Um, I don't think I understood the question. What was the question, Chris? Well, what he was saying was, if I heard him correctly, was that how can you be around an abuser and not know? Because okay. it's a day, you know, mm-hmm. your daddy was an abuser, your granddaddy was an abuser, your great-granddaddy was an abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you want to see abuse in the lifestyle of a person. So mm-hmm. how could you be around somebody and say you don't know it? Okay, okay. And I guess that's from, like, childhood coming up, right? Uh, If I understand correctly, yes. Okay. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, people play like they have amnesia. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some people can go on and and, and say to themselves, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be like that. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be totally different. But yet, in fact, you're demonstrating behaviors that are like them. And like Chris is saying, it could be because you're not educated enough on the warning signs of an abusive personality or you're not educated on this topic. I have, you know, clients like that a lot who come to my office and say, I refuse to be like my mother. I refuse to be like my dad. I refuse to do what they did to me and what I grew up in. But, in fact, when I start posing those behaviors to them, they see those behaviors within themselves. They begin to identify with dang, it becomes like, wow, oh, my goodness, I'm doing that. That's exactly what they did to me. So it just depends, you know. You do have a setup where children, you know, grow up in these households and stuff and say, I never will be like that, and really they never be like that. They they, they go the total opposite way. But I'm going to tell you what, those numbers are very low. Those numbers are very low in the cases of children who grow up and say, I saw it in my household, I grew up with it, and you know what? I decided that I would never, you know, be that way in my own life, and I have been successful at not being that way. So there are some cases there, but the numbers are low. It's more cases of um, young people growing up in households with this happening, and then doing it in their relationships in adulthood, in their relationships that they carry on. So I hope that you know we answered Brother Melvin's question, and kudos for him for 
like he said, he changed, he's, he's changing the behavior. Like he's breaking the cycle for his family and saying, I'm not going to be that. But, of course, he follows you and I, so he understands, like, yeah, I ain't trying to be like this. You know what I'm saying? So he be, he's pretty educated on the behavior. So he, he got something, he got tools, you know, to hold on to and say, no, nah, that's not what I want to do. You know, so like you said, Chris, I'm going to back you up a thousand percent on that. The education. You know, now, education is top flight. I, I got a question, Queen. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a question I'm asking from a personal perspective, and I know the people listening saying he moderates, he a facilitator, but I need help tonight. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just got custody of my daughter. Exactly. My, my daughter is my first wife's child, and I was physically abusive to her. But she told our child, Oh, no, your daddy never hit me. But the guy she was with after me, my daughter recalls him beating her mother up. Mm-hmm. And so I can't understand how she either don't want our child to know or, like you said earlier, people get amnesia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually called some old friends of mine. I was like, remember when I was married to her? And they were like, yeah, the girl used to beat up. I was like, okay, that's all I need to hear. Right. Because... I remember not all the incidents, but I remember clearly some of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't for the life of me. I don't know if she's trying to protect me and cover me up, or if the dude after me was just so bad, it seemed like I was an angel. Mm-hmm. So your question is what? Should you tell your daughter? Should I tell my daughter? Should you tell your daughter that she was abusive to her mother? Yes. I think you should, you know. Um, how old was she when, when, when you and mom was doing y'all thing? How old was she? Oh, she was in the womb. She was a baby. Like, she so wouldn't she remember. She was a baby. Yeah. She was a baby, so she really, she really wouldn't recollect. So from, from, from womb to five years old, she wouldn't know what was going on in the first place. Right? But I'm sure she want to know why her mother would put up with abusive behavior. Why would her mother put up with abusive behavior? I mean, so you can break the dialogue like that. I mean, you can ask her, you know, why do you think mom, you know, put up with behaviors like that? All right? And she gives her opinion of why she thinks mom is doing it. And then you can say, well, you know, when I was married to your mother, blase, blase, and let the spirit move on you to tell her. But you ought to come clean with your daughter, you know what I mean? Because you don't want her to getting so into no abusive relationship. You know what I mean? So if it's happening to her, she always knows. I can go to my daddy and find out what the next step needs to be because he was that transparent enough with me to let me know this, that, and the third happened in relationships with him. And not just with her mom. You know, you can give her other examples too. Just let her start seeing that that behavior is serious. And, like, it's not all mommy's fault. You know what I mean? It could be something linked back to her household, to her childhood, you know, that she, you know, puts up with these relationships like this and has not gotten any help for. So try to go that right, more in the education mode as well as using yourself as, you know, using yourself as an example because you're an example of, yeah, you can go through this, but also you can come out of it. You know what I mean? Here are the necessary steps that mommy would need to take in order to come or that. I would want you to take if something like this ever happened to you. 
because she's getting older. She's going to be getting in relationships and stuff. So we want to try to angle that conversation where she's open enough to say, Dad, you know, this guy was talking to me rough. I didn't appreciate it. I remember what you told me. I remember what you said about that behavior. And so I just want you to know that, you know, I don't want him calling my phone or whatever. But she got that to lean on. You know what I mean? She got that to hold on to at the end of the day. She know if it's happening to her or a friend of hers or somebody, she know that she can come to you and talk about it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, she might want to talk to her mother about it. You know what I mean? And try to help her well, mother out. I was going to ask you that. Should I mention to her mother that I'm going to have this conversation? In case she go to her mother and say, you and daddy used to do this and you didn't tell me? I don't see why oh. not. I mean, it could be good, you know. Shoot, you could let her know, yeah, I'm going to have this conversation with my daughter. I'm going to put her down. You know what I mean? I refuse to lie to her, you know what I mean, cheat her, keep her in the dark. You know, I'm not going to do that with her. I'm going to be real transparent with our daughter because she getting older. She about to get into a relationship. You know what I mean? And you know how abusers could be on the other side? They waiting for our children to say something so they can get in and become that abuser. So you got to try to prevent that from happening before it happens. So I would say yes. Mention it to her mom as well as definitely, definitely, have the conversation with your daughter. You know how important the victim side and the abuser side conversation is. You know how important that conversation is for the for the young people. And I mean, yeah, if you could do it in the school system, which that's what you was doing with domestic violence resolution, coming out to community events and doing it for the teens, whatever, that's the same way we got to do our children. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's for everybody who on here listening tonight. I mean, we got to have this conversation with our children, irregardless. Yeah, you got to use yourself as the example. You got to put yourself out there. So at the end of the day, that child has your story to hold on to and your story to use as a reference for the for their own relationship that they're going to get into. Because we're going to die off this earth one day, and we want our children to understand what relationships is all about. And, you know, how they can take a turn and become very ugly, very aggressive. They can lead to homicide, suicide, and they can also, of course, lead to life in jail. You know, so do we want that or do we want to try to take preventative methods and have this conversation with our children up front? You know, using ourselves as the dictionary, really using our story as a dictionary for them. That's how we got to start looking at the, looking at that conversation, so Chris, I thought I, I hope that you know we 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 laid some good seeds in your spirit here tonight. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so yes, as we, huh? I was just gonna say to the people listening, the callers. I'm glad that they were here to hear this question because understand, even though we are advocates and we're reformed. We still have situations in our life that we got to go get counsel for. And, you know, eventually you got to ask the question. It don't matter if you're an advocate or not an advocate. You got to ask the question. And I, I just want people to understand that it don't matter what stand you take in life, you're going to have a situation. You know, that's how you address the situation is what's important. Correct. I never I had this conversation. I never thought I would be having this conversation with my child. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
Okay, we're gonna open up the call for 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 a couple of other questions and comments before we get ready to close out the classroom tonight. I hope something was said again for everybody that was on tonight. Again, once I open the lines, if you want to remain anonymous, please do. If you want to ask a comment or pose a question for us tonight, go right ahead. We are here on the abuser side education, uh, trying to help the community get with this conversation. Okay, peace okay. Absolutely. Happy birthday, sis. Thank you so much, Jerry. You, you know, already know. Tonight, Look, tonight, you could be in many a places, but you here with us tonight, and that's why I called in. Hey, man, thank you so much, baby girl. You, you know that. But I just wanted to, I listen, and you already know I don't do this on a regular basis, but I just, you know, I have a lot of points to cover. I want to thank all the men who came through, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm speaking from, you know, you and, you know, both the abuser and, you know, the women's side of the situation. Because mm-hmm. you already know, you know what I'm going through with mine, but nobody else knows. Right. So, again, um, if y'all don't know, you know, good evening, everyone. You know, Queen good has evening. been with me from jump, mm-hmm. and she took my case on pro bono, mm-hmm. you know, and I really appreciate that. But I, I wouldn't say that everything is perfect, but mm-hmm. we're working on it. My son mm-hmm. has been sent away to Arizona via DYRS, all of that. He's come back home in October. He thinks he's missing something. Mm-hmm. And she already know what type of woman I am—a professional, a, you know, excuse me, a strong ass mother. You know, I'm not gonna let these streets kill my child. Right. But with that being said, he think he missing something with the street life. Not everybody got that opportunity where he was mm-hmm. gone for a year. Mm-hmm. So it's just that you know I'm, I'm speaking on both cases. I sat here and I listened for my sister's birthday. <laughs> you know, Amen. as I said, you know, earlier, she could have been in many places, but she's here with us. Amen. Happy birthday, Queen. Thank you, man. <laughs> so, Thank you, man. You know, Thank I, I, I couldn't help but to chime in. Thank you so, so much, dear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you but, so you know, he's thinking he's missing something. And when you're talking about the abuser, and yes, I was abused by his father, you know, excuse my French, but it was just a fuck thing. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having a child. So right. I'm trying to, you know, in his younger age, I'm trying to beat out of him what I did not see, you know, what I seen in his father. Right. Now the tables are turning. Even though he got sent away, the aggression is coming towards me. Mm-hmm. And he's 16 years old, like mm-hmm. 10 feet taller than me, queen seen the pictures, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still trying to work my professional, you know, truth be told, HR job. How old is he? He's 16. Oh, he's 16. And we downtown, you know, that 5th Street, 7th Street, 6th and N. Okay. You know, so he, 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 so basically right about now I'm paying him because I don't want to get into that verbal aggression with my child because, you know, I'm not going to keep on toting Queen, but Queen know how I am. Mm-hmm. You disrespect me, I'm going to beat your ass like you a nigga on the street. Can I, can I say and something that's real quick? Not, oh, that's deep. And that's gotta, not what we try to do. You gotta let him think do. I'm crazy. Huh? huh? You gotta let him think that you're crazy. 
I mean, to a certain extent, sound, but I got too much crazy, to lose. But that's what I did with my sons. I yeah. had them thinking I was out my mind, and they was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm not messing with pops." But they were. But you're not messing anyway. with pops. But again, I'm a female, so I totally understand where you're coming from. It worked. But I'm way. his mama, his one who been there for the court date, you know, crying in court and pleading his case, and you know all of that dumbass geeking shit. Excuse me, Queen, on your call, but I'm being real. Well, sis, I understand that a lot of people that haven't had children to be incarcerated don't know that when your child is in jail, you're in jail too. I've never had a child. I've, I've never had well, a child in jail. But case, I've been. I'm doing. If that's the case, I'm doing 30 years right now. Exactly. Okay. I worked. I worked for the judiciary system. I saw parents come in. And it ain't, ain't shit nothing nice. I have a college degree. I live in downtown D.C. I'm struggling for all I have. So if you're jeopardizing your lifestyle, which I'm trying to make for you, then you're jeopardizing mine. So mm-hmm. about to, I'm, on, I'm on the verge of where we about to jeopardize this together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And then, I mean, and I'm not saying that literally, but yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. rather I do it than the police do it out here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And then I, I lose everything cousin, I have, and then what, son. nigga? You out mm-hmm. here trying to p- portray the struggle, and you don't have no motherfucking struggle. Queen know me personally. <laughs> hey, little boy I ain't know never exactly what you saying. That's let me crazy. get back to the. Let me get back to the to the to the to the talk show. <laughs> I never heard her voice. 
never saw her face. I don't know if she's a real person or not. But according to her, I help her relationship completely over text. Mm-hmm. So try take take heed to what we saying. Because this serious and we take this serious. She just told you Queen stuck with her pro bono. Now everybody might not get the free deal, but I can tell you if you call me, most likely I'm gonna help you. And as long as you're not draining me, we're gonna work together and get it done. But right. we seriously we serious seriously adamantly and aggressive represent the cause. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes, okay, that's my sister. She is excited about, you know, the struggle. You know, and that's what it's about. You know, we we we, we gotta work with these hard headed children who just don't get it. You know, they, they wanna test the waters, they wanna jump out there. You know, they want they wanna get in the mix up, you know, and, and that's again like I told Chris Barnes and like I explained to my own children. It's about our struggle as parents, you know, and everything that we've been through, it's about us being transparent and about us being real with them, you know, and really having that conversation and saying, Look, son, you know, it ain't going down like that. You know, or daughter, it's not going to happen like that. But at the end of the day, too, you know, they're going to test the water. Some of them going to test the water. You know, all we can do is just try to put our stories out there, have that conversation with them, build that trust with them, build that bond with them. You know, and, and a lot of things that I find out with my clients and their children is that, you know, because my clients have been victims of domestic violence or they've been abusers, they try to sugarcoat the behavior with their children. So they they they, they uh give their children everything. They give them tennis shoes. They give them their own room with flat screen TVs. I mean, they got the video games. They got Comcast. They got they sugarcoat. You know, instead of disciplining at a young age, we got to start disciplining them at five years old. Five years old, they ought to know how to get ready to uh, at least wash the toilet out. You know, at least take a little brush and learn how to wash, wash their toilet out. You know, we got to start disciplining them at five years old. At five years old, we got to sit down and tell them some stuff. Tell them some stuff about how we grew up and, you know, and, and how our life was when, when we were their age, you know, and how, you know, because child might ask for with daddy, with mommy. You know, we got to say, well, daddy, you know, he said, mommy, she said, we got to be transparent with these children. At five years old, we don't have no right to hold that conversation no more. And just when they get 12 and 13, then you want to know why the child acting out and the child don't mind you, don't listen to nothing you said, and been around your other family who talk bad about you, tell your business to your child because you haven't had the conversation with your child. So your family tell it for you. You see, no, we cannot allow that to happen. When, when 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 we have our children, when we have this conversation, that bond needs to start at five years old because that's when the brain starts collecting memories, starts asking questions, getting getting inquisitive, want to know what this is and want to know what that is. In fact, want to know who we are as their parents, want to know what we've been through as their parents. And see, another reason why we can't hold it is because social media is telling them everything. TV is telling them everything and showing them everything. And so we got to bring that real life to them through our own story. So you cannot afford to wait until a child gets uh, 12 and 13 and 14 15 years old to tell them that you've been in an abusive relationship. You know, you, you can't do that. you got to start, you know, keeping it real, a trillion with your children at five years old. 
You know, we got to talk about the bullying conversation. We got to talk about, you know, bullying happened to you at five. You need to tell your five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old what happened to you when you were being bullied. We can't sugarcoat the other parent and say, that, oh, the other parent was so good. Your parent, the other parent ain't never do nothing wrong. And when this child knows that the other parent was whooping up on you, was whooping up on you, sleeping out late, disrespecting you, the child knows this, but you lying, taking up for the other person. See, that's not good. You're not going to, you and your child not going to have a good relationship like that. You have the good relationship with your child when you can be transparent with them and open up and tell them the truth. You know, I tell my mom all the time, why wouldn't you tell me the truth about my father? You know, some things that was going on with him because he ain't perfect. He's not perfect. My mother wasn't perfect. But she led me to believe that he was perfect. And then she would get upset when I would take his side all the time. You see what I mean? Because she didn't never tell me the imperfections of my father. So I went against her for him. See what I mean? So that's the kind of stuff that's happening in these things. And it's because the parents align to the children about what's really going on or what has really happened in your lifetime. All right? I take my children, I take my son around my hood, I take him around Northeast, tell him his mother stood on this corner, so he broke on that corner. Yes, I'm, t- I'm telling the whole night because I want my son at the end of the day, if he's going through something, he knows that his mother ain't sugarcoating the behavior. He knows that I'm real. And he know where I've been. He can tell somebody, no, nah, my mom, she told me about that. I don't have to, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Tell me, so he had our, our children have our stories and our experiences to hold on to to carry them through their lifetime. So when they are opposed with certain behaviors, they'll know, mommy said she did that or daddy said he did that. I ain't trying to get down like that. See, but they can try some things. If they try some things, all you wanted to do is leave that to you so you can give them what they need right then and there. Right then and there, you give them what they need, period. I mean, that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. That's, that's been working. That's what's going to work. All the lying and sugarcoating and sweeping it under the table, that's not going to fathom anymore. These children, are, they, know what, they know what's going on because TV is helping them see it and, and the Internet is helping them see a lot of things too that are going on. So we can't afford to sugarcoat and sweep it under the table no more. We can't afford to do that no more. Um, Chris, go ahead and say your close out so we can get out of here. I love everybody. Thank you for chiming in on my birthday tonight and showing me some love. You know how that is. Y'all know y'all just bless my heart so well, and I just love all of y'all. You know I'm going to back up every conversation on this uh, talk show here tonight because what we put out was real, and this is what the community needs to understand. You know, we got callers, moms who call in, dads who call in, and they be searching, you know, and, and they want to get that question answered right there, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be here, Chris Bond and I are going to be here for the community to educate on the abuser side. We're not sugarcoating the behavior. We're not joking out here. We're, 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 ta- we're, we're having serious conversation about the abuser side because, our children are becoming little abusers. They trend in the cycle. The girls and the boys are trending the cycle of abusive behavior. So we no, we can't afford the sugarcoat. So parents, I understand, you know, you gotta get your touch words out and stuff. 
but we got other folk on on here <laughs> that don't do no cussing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I love everybody. I love all of y'all for listening in tonight. And, you know, please forgive the language, but we must be real. Uh, Chris, go ahead. I'll let you close us out. I'm just going to say, man, be serious about it. If you want to get help and you want to get out, then take steps to get help and get out. Um, my phone number, I'm going to say it twice, is 571-337-3604. Again, 571-337-3604. Call me um, 24 hours a day pretty much. Um, and if you're a male, especially call me. If you're a female, you can call me too, but I'm most likely going to end up referring you to another female. But men need help. I'm available. Take it seriously. You heard the endorsement from the sister. I told you what happened. That's all I got to say. Okay, thank you all for chiming in tonight. We're so glad you were able to be with us tonight. We're going to um, put the recorded session out tonight for the folks that wanted to chime in but could not chime in with us tonight so you can go back and do your homework in the classroom tonight. Thank you, everybody who chimed in for Queen of Feet birthday. I turned 41 on this glorious day, and uh, I'm so glad that uh, God decided for me to be born, and he also decided for me to go through struggles, storms, trials, and situations. But he's also helped to smooth things out in my life where I'm able to give back to the community on such a transparent level. I must say, I'm one of the most transparent women out here in the DMV. I'm not taking no prisoners when it comes to this situation, domestic violence and the many tags that it wears. I'm going to call money money. I'm going to call it a spade when it's a spade. I'm not going to sugarcoat. And, Chris, I know Chris is not going to do the same thing because that's why we bring this show to you guys. We bring this education, this classroom feel to you guys tonight. You know, and our students be in the classroom in person, really, they be cussed. I let them cuss. I let them say what they got to say because, it's at that time that they need to get that on. In the church, you know, there's some folks that come in there fired up. I let them say what they got to say because I know a miracle-working God who's going to deliver, deliver. He's going to deliver on site. As long as I allow people to be transparent, then I can put into them, uh, you know, some sound advice, some nuggets that they can take with them. No, I got to let them get what they got to get on first. Then I can give them the sound advice and the nugget that's going to help them at the end of the day. So, again, I thank every one of y'all. You know, you can reach me on, on, on Facebook, Q-U-E-E-N-A-F-I. You can call me at 202-821-8933. You know, you can reach out to me, a text message, a call, whatever it is I can try to do to help, you know, on some personal level. Um, reach out to me. And, again, thank everybody for chiming in today. Thank my mother and my father for having this beautiful daughter who is, like, doing wonderful things now because I put them through H-E-L-L. I put them through the struggle, and now I'm trying to give back for the struggle. I'm doing that on behalf of my mother and my father. So thank you all for chiming in tonight, Chris Barnes. Everybody go in peace and love. Go in peace and love. Thank you for chiming in, my brothers and my sisters.